Hey everybody, welcome to Rust Belt Startup. Man, it's been it's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, I am Ryan Miller, and Rust Belt Startup uh, focuses on long form conversations with entrepreneurs, artists, educators, people that are building uh, unconventional lives in unconventional locations. And um, been been kind of taking some time off here to try to figure out, you know, what it, what is next? How do I how do I continue this podcast? Keep it interesting. Been having some some of that self doubt as well as uh as well as being busy you know there's there's a like everybody has a podcast out there right now like i feel sometimes like like i'm not adding to the uh to the to the conversation but um but it's it's so fun to do them and uh i i was i was having a cup of coffee i was going in for a cup of coffee the other day um at uh character coffee on Genesee Street, and this was the second time this happened to me. Like in a week, there was, uh, and I, I can't remember the gentleman's name, so apologies if you're if you're listening to this. But he said, "Hey man, when are you gonna put out another podcast? We missed the podcast." And I was like, "Oh my God, there's, there might actually be a couple people out there that uh, that are finding value from it and are enjoying these conversations, and uh, uh, and that made me feel good. So thank you for that person at Character Coffee. I'm sorry I can't remember your name, but." Um, but I'm gonna try to I'm trying to get back on the horse here because it's been a, it's always been a ton of fun for me and and you know when I look back at the conversations that I've had uh, over the last uh, year and a half since I've been kind of doing this, um, man, you know I've I've learned a lot and, and I and I hope that there's been some value for folks that are trying to figure their own stuff out uh, no matter no matter where they are. So so I'm back into it and uh, gonna gonna do I think a, a mix this year or at least for the foreseeable future of um, some of these shorty toolbox monologue episodes uh, as well as some long-form interviews. So uh, I do have some great conversations lined up. But there's a bunch of things that have just been on my mind uh, that thought might be of some value to some of you guys and figured I would uh, do some shorties uh, or th- those these kinds of toolbox episodes that, uh, that that will post along in the feed as well and, and hope that you dig it. So, um, so thanks for tuning in. Welcome back. Um, trying to think, what, what, there's been a ton going on. We'll we'll get into it a little bit, um, a little bit, a little bit more, I guess, throughout. We'll we'll sprinkle the updates throughout the next few episodes. But um, you know, end of the year was was great. Uh, took a little bit of time off with the uh, with the family and and got a little bit of downtime and and was kind of plotting plotting 2020. What are we gonna do better? What am I gonna tweak? And uh, and where am I going? And one of the things I got way caught up in towards the end of the year, which was a good problem to have, was I got I got into a bunch of website development projects, and um, this is a, a thing that um, I guess you know, kind of the offshoot of the podcast is the company, Rust Belt Startup, that I'm I'm uh, I'm getting off the ground, and that's really just you know me being a a creative uh, mercenary for hire. So folks come to me for website developments and for keynotes and consulting and those kinds of things. And I haven't really, you know, kind of, kind of put a tent up, put a, what do you call it? Put the sign out saying, yes, this is officially what I do. And so, um, end of last year I was, I was kind of getting all those, all the infrastructure set up for that. So Rust Belt Startup is not just a podcast now. It is actually a, a full fledged, uh, it's a thing, it's a company. So if, you know, if you need me for something, uh, you can, you can go to the website and see some of the stuff that I get myself into. Um, so that took a bunch of time and I ended up just doing a ton of website projects towards the end of the year. And uh, But I'm feeling good about where, where things are right now. I have, have a little bit of slack in the line and I'm going to use that slack up to um, uh, hopefully put out some more some more content this year, you know? Um, so today, 
what did I want? I'm going to do a quick monologue uh, episode or toolbox episode. And it's kind of weird because I'm just, I'm just talking to myself. I'm trying to sound, is it like, is, if this is interesting to me, maybe it's interesting to you. But um, it's, it's February, and uh, it, it might be a little late to talk about resolutions, but um, I've had some stuff kind of cooking that uh, I wanted to share that might be of some value for you guys on some of the things that I'm doing this year or want to do this year and how I'm working on trying to make those things happen. So, um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about um, you know, kind of, kind of my reading list, some projects, um, some just personal and professional goals, and then some of the the, the systems or productivity hacks uh, that I've been using so far in in 2020 to try to make these things a little bit more uh, a little bit more real and a little bit more easy to accomplish. So, uh, so let's get right into it. So one of the first things I, I I say this every year that I'm, I want to read a minimum of 12 to 15 books a year and and I think I did it last year. Um, I got to get out the list, but you know for a lot of people that doesn't seem like uh, like a lot of books. I'm constantly reading uh, uh, stuff, but not always books and and not always on paper and uh, and not always stuff that's not business oriented. So again, this year I'm really trying to double down on uh, getting at least 12 to 15 books complete uh, in this calendar year, and I'm off to a good start. I'm almost done with two so far in 2020. Uh, my January one that I, I I knocked out really quick, which I got for. Uh, for Christmas was uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Talking to Strangers, and it was a fantastic book. Highly recommend it if you haven't uh, read it already. I keep hearing that his audiobooks are amazing too. And in an interview with, um, man, who was it? It was, uh, it was either like Tim Ferriss or, um, oh no, it was, it was Dak Shepard on Armchair Expert. He was saying that he, I think he sells more audiobooks than uh, physical books. I thought that was weird because usually it's like 90% physical or digital book and 10% audiobook but Gladwell stuff is is very immersive and uh, and I haven't heard this audiobook for talking to strangers but the book itself was was really good uh, a lot of really interesting stories t- turning a lot of logic uh, on its head so that was my January book and I'm almost done with uh, my February book which is uh, a book called Born to Run uh, by uh, was it Chris Chris McDougal and it's a running book. It's about uh, it's about these dudes that that go down. Uh, uh, this group of people that go down and they and they they try to. Uh, they're ultra runners. So these are people that run you know 50, 100 miles at a time or more, and they are uh, learning about uh, the the Taharamara. Tahanamara, I'm I'm pronouncing their name wrong. Uh, this this amazing running tribe down in Mexico, and it, it touches into barefoot running and a lot of the things that I've been interested in. And um, it's been sitting on the shelf for a while. And it's been something I, I wanted to, I've been wanting to read uh, for the past few years. I actually got to run with Chris when he was in town and met him. Very super interesting guy. Uh, and finally getting around to the book properly. And it's it's excellent. It's, it's made me want to get out and run a little bit more. So let's talk a little bit about um, how I'm trying to accomplish this. And I know, you know, some of you guys are smacking your head going, just read more, man. Just read more. Um, for me, it's not always that easy. And, and there's... And, there's a little bit of a habit shift, I think, that's, that's going on uh, with me right now. So I'm trying to be, um, I'm trying to prioritize paper a little bit more, just a little bit more. Um, I find that um, at least so far, I've been enjoying uh, having the the physical book, um, reading that at night because I think some usually I read on my my iPad 
uh, at night. Uh, but sometimes, you know, I, it's easy for me to bounce around, do a few pages here, then read a couple of articles that I've been wanting to read, go back to the book. When I'm holding that book, I'm just reading that book. And, um, and so I'm trying to focus more on, on going, going paper um, when, I, when I can, but also understanding that I really, I can be device agnostic. And so a couple of things that I'm doing to tear into more books quickly is um, obviously, you know, physical books, great. Um, there's a, and, and that physical book list is, is pretty much going to consist of uh, some of the books that I've been just, I've had on the shelf for a few years that I've been really wanting to read, or some of, some of the books my wife has had on the bookshelf that uh, I've really wanted to read. So those will be the paper books, but being, uh, uh, not being romantic about the medium. And, uh, you know, so, so one of the things I've been doing for, I would say more business books, um, or, uh, uh, lifestyle design books or, or kind of self-help self-helpy style books is I've been um, purchasing both the Kindle book and the Audible version. So if you go to Amazon and you go buy the Kindle version, a lot of times like for five or six or seven dollars more, you can get the Audible version as well. And the thing that I like about that is it, it syncs together. So if you have both, and I know you're kind of paying a little bit extra, but if you have both of them, um, I can be reading that on my iPad, highlighting things that I like, and then when I get into my car for a drive or if I'm going for a walk with the dog, I can fire up Audible and it picks up right where I stopped reading uh, on the Kindle. And so I can listen to that book a little bit more, make some progress, and then when I go home, I can pick up the Kindle and it picks up where I got done listening. So it's a great way to kind of move things a little bit uh, uh, forward, keep some continuity of of of, um, uh, of story and, uh, and I can kind of jump back and forth between mediums. So that's one of the things I've been doing. I don't know if, if anyone has any, any suggestions on, on how you get through more books. Um, just watched a, uh, a YouTube video on, uh, speed reading, but this seems like this is an invest, a good investment of, of time and some, some money if I wanted to do that. And I, I don't think I'm ready to do that yet. So I'm going to try just doing, being agnostic in terms of the medium and trying to, uh, have a, have a smart way to decide, um, you know, which, which books I'm going to read and when. So 12 to 15 books this year, I'm going to be posting about some of those that I get through as I get through them. And, uh, if the, what should I be reading? Is there anything that, uh, that, that really spoke to you guys? Uh, last year or, or beyond that uh, I should be checking out. I guess you know if I, if I were to give a recommendation to one of the one of the best ones I read last year was um, Algebra of ha- Algebra of Happiness by Scott Galloway. I really really loved that uh, book and This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. Two fantastic books that I highly highly recommend. So. You know, beyond that, um, a lot of a lot of this, the struggle that that I've always had is is trying to. There's there's a lot of things that I'm interested in, but I do not have the time to really, um, or I feel like I don't have the time to devote to all those things. And some of the important parts sometimes get uh, kicked to the curb. And so I've been trying to step back a little bit and and just plot out. You know, what is what is a, a successful 2020 look like? In, in terms of you know professional growth, personal growth, those kinds of things, um, and what projects do I want to do? I get obsessed with trying to, to do some some projects, and um, so you know out of the gate, some of the things that I'm attacking right now, and one of the reasons I haven't been doing the the podcast is I'm trying to lay lay the uh, lay the train tracks for the train to drive on from an infrastructure perspective. So you know I'm trying to uh, start really getting better at building out. 
um, the tools and the uh, the technologies that are going to help my life um, help me manage some of the digital stuff in my life a little bit better, and hopefully will allow me to uh, step back and spend some time on some of these projects that have just been kind of kicked down the road, and it's it's frustrating because I haven't gotten them done. So um, some of the things that I'm I'm doing to um, uh, to to put some slack in the line, I guess. Um, is first of all defining some of the things that I want to do, right? So how you gonna how you gonna get to where you want to go if you don't have a map or you don't know where you want to go? So trying to make some decisions in terms of what are the things that I, I want to spend some of that that small amount of of downtime that I have uh, on doing, and um, what are the things that I can truncate, automate, delegate. Um, or use technology solutions to, to spend less time on. And I'll tell you what a few of those things are. So first of all, um, being more aware of my digital diet uh, in terms of the content that I'm consuming. Um, so you can pick up a lot of time there. One of the first things my wife and I did, um, and maybe we did it two years ago, we definitely did it last year, was we got rid of um, uh, any Facebook apps on any of our devices. So we're both still on Facebook. I, I'm getting a, a more complicated relationship with Facebook, I've, um, which will be a different uh, a different conversation for a different podcast. But um, the simple act of removing the apps, um, not only do I feel a little bit more of a sense of security um, and, and a little bit, a, a, a tiny bit more, uh, uh, like my life is, is a touch more private than it was without having those apps on. Um, I really don't miss being on Facebook and the youngins are going to say, yeah, Facebook's dead anyway. But, um, you know, it's, it's the, it's a lot of numbers, a lot of friends and family were there and, um, removing the app didn't mean I'm removing the account, but it does create a little bit of friction where, you know, um, you're, you're not going to just go log in and scroll for a little while. So still can log in via a browser. And I try to do that like, I don't know, once every other day, just see, check my notifications, see what's going on, get in and get out. So keeping a digital diet, um, number one, less social media. And I feel really good about that. Same goes with Twitter. Um, I still love the gram. And so I'm keeping Instagram, but I keep it to uh, a relative minimum. So any apps or, um, or feeds that where you can kind of get into where, where a feature of it is the endless scroll, trying to avoid those as much as possible. Um, also trying to uh, truncate the things that I read online um, uh, on a regular basis. So for example, um, certain blogs that I read, is it possible to get those posts in a newsletter or a digest where that stuff comes through email? So I've been doing some of that instead of um, going and checking websites you know, every day, every other day, trying to let those things, th that content come to me when it's ready, because I would find, oh, I would spend a lot of time just going and, and refreshing or checking to see what new, um, new articles were there. And sometimes there was good stuff. Sometimes there wasn't. So I'm trying to go more into email newsletters, believe it or not, instead of less, um, and get some of that good content delivered to me. So in addition to that, um, I have avoided things like Apple News, like the plague. Uh, it was very interesting to me when it first came out, but um, but again, you know, any anything where there's uh, an aggregation service, um, with a couple of exceptions, uh, that is showing me potential things to read or, frankly, use my time on. Uh, I'm trying to avoid those things. So the problem with Apple News is the problem of choice. There's just so much stuff out there. And it was evident that that you can go into a digital black hole there. 
So I've stopped using as much as I can aggregation uh, services that are going that is going to think oh that you might like this and instead um, really rely on the sites that I have bookmarked or signed up for email newsletters to get um, some of those some of those um, uh, some of those pieces of content. And uh, and that's going to save me uh, a bit of time as I go through trying to free up some of those precious minutes. Um, not going to chase other social media channels. Sorry, not going to find me on TikTok. Um, I've never been on TikTok actually, but you're not going to find me there. Doing other things like batching emails, where I'm going to I'm dedicating um, you know uh, an hour, 60 minutes, 90 minutes uh, in the morning, and then another 30 minutes at the end of my day to just batch emails really fast and make myself decide on uh, one of basic three actions with an email when I see them as much as I can. There's great, there, you know, there, there's exceptions to every rule, but either respond, delete, or snooze. And um, one of the apps that I've been digging and just been starting this for the last two weeks is a app called Spark. And it's um, uh, it's like this, this email uh, program on steroids where you can, you can connect all of your email accounts to it, which is, which is, pretty typical, just like your regular Mac mail or whatever. Um, but a lot of great features that are built in like snoozing messages. So you don't have to camp them out in your inbox. I can, uh, if it's something I can't deal with today, um, I can say, Hey, snooze that message, get it out of my inbox, bring it back into my inbox at a later date. Could be tomorrow, could be next week, could be next month, whatever, get it out of there. Um, other things you can do is if you have team members from your workplace, um, you can delegate emails to them. If this is not something that you can answer instead of forwarding to, uh, to them, you get them on the same uh, app platform. You guys can have a private chat about the email. You can compose emails together. You can um, uh, uh, delegate tasks back and forth when it goes to email. So that's been very, very uh, exciting to me. And it also has some good smart features, you know, separating uh, 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 priority uh, priority messages from newsletters, from spam, those kinds of things. So Spark Mail uh, has been something I've been digging so far uh, this year that is, um, and, and, and the batching of email that's been helping me to get some of my time back. And I've never been one of these people that has a billion emails in their, uh, in their inbox, but I have, you know, <laughs> that is a uh, un undone or unread emails has been a source of anxiety for me in the past. And so one of the things that I've done, it, it, not only switching email clients, but getting rid of those little red dots, uh, those notifications on my iPhone and my iPad that indicate something new needs my attention. So uh, with a couple of notable exceptions, uh, text messages being being one of those, um, I, I turn off all of the uh, the red dot notifications on most of my apps, um, and I also don't allow my email to uh, to be pushed to me. So it's either manually checked by me, or it's um, it's checked automatically like once every couple of hours. So I'm not just constantly getting bombarded. Again, not creating distractions. Well, I'm going to focus on what I want to do, and then email is just another thing that I do, but I do it in batches. Um, I'm also using a program called Calendly uh, to manage a lot of my appointments and scheduling. Uh, scheduling and appointments takes a ton of time uh, in, in, in what I do, trying to find times to, to meet or I get a lot of emails from folks or, or messages just asking, hey, when can we get together? I'd like to set up a meeting. I'd like to, to do this or, or, or talk about this kind of project. What works for you? So now uh, what I've been doing this year, again, as of January, is using a, uh, a paid service called Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. Uh, it's a pretty popular service, so um, a lot of you guys 
probably either, either have used it or, or do use it and basically have set in my schedule of availability and um, some different categories of things that I'm available to, uh, to do. And so when someone emails me um, looking for an appointment or looking to get together for something, I simply have a quick reply uh, that sends out the Calendly link and they can pick a time that works for them. It checks it against my personal calendar, my work calendar, and it files everything in very easily. So Calendly has been really awesome so far. Um, I should also say one more thing about Spark is I'm building out email templates. So lots of quick responses. A lot of times I answer the same questions or there's a, a lot of the same uh, responses uh, regarding scheduling or, uh, or how to connect. And so all of those emails, I'm starting to uh, write them once and save them as a template and use quick responses to get those things out fast. So I never have to write the same email twice. So Spark for email, Calendly for booking, um, trying to get as close as I can to inbox zero. And uh, one of the other things that uh, I've been trying to get back into is a combination of not just the digital calendar, but using a daily journal, a daily planner that uh, um, that I've been modifying. Actually, I took a couple of different planners, took what I liked from them and built my own template that I use on my iPad that is used in an app called GoodNotes. And that basically um, lets me use the uh, Apple Pencil to handwrite in my schedule or my plans for the day. And uh, I loved this this planner. Um, I think Mike Morell turned me onto this planner called uh, Best Life. And it was really cool. Um, and there's a methodology behind it. Um, it's a great planner uh, for a lot of people. It was pretty good for me too. Uh, but I was filling in every hour of every day with a thing um, and realized that you know, I really had like no slack in the line ever. And so if something went wrong, if something got derailed, uh, it, w- it could derail my whole day. And so I've took some of the principles of that, uh, that best life planner and kind of uh, mutated it a little bit and put in a couple of the other things that I, I thought they did really well. So instead of just your, your calendar, uh, it asks you, you know, things like, you know, um, what, are, what's, what are three goals that you have for today? You know, what are three goals that you have for this week? Um, What would make today a success? What went wrong today? And so I do have some of those questions in my one-page journal, but I'm trying to um, make it simple and and, uh, rigging the game so I can win it, so to speak. So instead of having three goals that I want to do a day, I'm trying to have one thing that I know I can accomplish and building in some breathing room. It's one of the things I've never done before is, is build in some breathing room. So I'm trying to do that in my planning as well. Um... So that, those are some of the tools that I'm using right now, just really trying to be aware of, of what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And if there's a tool out there that, even if it takes a little bit of, um, uh, a little bit of learning, can I, can I put some study to it and, uh, and, and put a system in place that will um, long-term save me time? Because that's the one thing we all need. So if I'm trying to save all this time, um, you know, what's what's the point? What are the things that I'm that I'm trying to do? Um, you know, a couple things. I, I haven't um, really uh, been prioritizing. I think as much as I should, just kind of um, decompression time, uh, health and wellness time, that self care time. And uh, end of last year, I started boxing, which I really liked. I haven't really loved working out. A lot in the past. I've tried lots of different things: group classes, personal training, working out at home. Um, you know, do it kind of 
begrudgingly, but um, but never really uh, found the thing for me. And I think I think right now, like boxing is uh, is the thing. So um, so I've been spending a lot of time doing uh, uh, doing boxing three three times a week. Uh, for the most part, there's a couple of exceptions, but trying to use this principle of creating immovable objects in your life. So, um, you know, whether that's on the calendar, um, things that that not only are might be important to you, and that could be, um, you know, for me, it's like time time with the kids, making sure that I'm I'm present, being a dad, um, having a date night you know, at least once a month with my wife, like making sure we have our time uh, and things like health and wellness, like boxing and just having these things in the planner where when someone says, hey, can you can you do this thing? Can you meet? Do you want to do this this um, uh, uh, this this event um, where I would, you know, in the past say, oh, well, treat that time as movable as like me time, those things are immovable objects now. And so, no, I can't because I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And by forcing myself to block those periods of time out, or at least understanding that I need time every week for these things, um, saying no to people, it's um, it, it has been a little bit easier. Um, and in fact, um, Angela Johnson, who was a, 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 an entrepreneur in one of our programs, recently said something that stuck with me. And she said, you know, you should really try to say no to someone at least once a day. And so uh, that's something I'm going to work on as well. So creating immovable objects and saying no to somebody once a day is something that I'm uh, trying to build into a habit as well. You know, in terms of what I want to do, what do I, I want to spend some time doing? There's a few things. You know, I, I really want to spend 2020 um, after I get out of infrastructure mode to create stuff that I'm really happy with. I love doing the podcast and want to spend some more time doing this um, and, and creating better and hope, hopefully more useful stuff and, and tell better stories. I want to learn how to tell better stories through audio. Uh, and so spending time on the podcast is one of the things that I want to do. But I want to get back into uh, a, a rhythm and a, and, a, and a process and a and a schedule of, of spending more time meeting interesting people and connecting with people um, that I haven't connected with in a long time. You know, and so that means more coffees, more lunches, more coffees and lunches with less agendas, right? Um, and, and trying to make sure that I'm maintaining and, and growing uh, the relationships that, uh, that matter in my life personally and professionally. And I think we all get caught up in our own day-to-day operations and trying to put out fires that those are sometimes the things that get kicked down the road. And so I'm trying to build some of those things into my day-to-day schedule too, just connecting with people that I find interesting, that I can learn from, that I just I, 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 I enjoy talking to, uh, again, professionally and personally. And so um, just trying to make that a priority uh, as well. Um, trying to commit to things that um, I find really, really interesting and saying no to almost everything else. Um, Derek Sivers has this great post uh, on his blog called Hell Yes or No. And uh, it's a principle that I've never really, I've been interested in, but been kind of too scared to implement in my own life. But, uh, you know, we all know this when someone, when someone uh, asks you to do something or there's an opportunity, uh, if, you're, if your immediate reaction is hell yes, not just yes, go do it. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Uh, you know, and in fact, this weekend I was at, a, uh, um, at an event in Utica and uh, there was a gentleman, Alex, Alex Don, um, was talking about those, um, 
you ever get those emails where it's like, would you recommend this um, uh, this service or this product to someone else? And there's a little survey in your email, and it scored on a one to eleven. And he was talking about this, and he said, this is the um, uh, this is a net promoter score, and the way that it's kind of scored on the back end is, I think I think he said it's like one through nine is no, and only ten and eleven are yes. And so if it's like a maybe, treat a maybe as a no. And if it's a yes, it's a hard yes. And I, I, I really like that principle. So I'm trying to um, wind a couple of projects down that are, I think, like maybes or lukewarms um, and focus on doing more of, of the hell yeses and uh, less of, of the no's. So picking those projects, picking those battles um, and, and, and being more... Um, uh, you know, just just being more protective of, of my time. So lots of stuff in the works this week, uh, this year so far, and I hope you guys stick around with me. Um, so I'll, I'll keep you updated as to how some of these experiments and projects are going. And uh, if I come across some, some hacks or productivity tools along the way, I'll be sure to share them in some of these shorty episodes, which is now turning into a 30-minute episode. What happened? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, and I'm still uh, in the process of lining up some great guests to continue these, start, uh, these conversations with Rust Belt Startup. So I uh, hope you come along with me, but let me know, uh, you know, let me know what's working and what's not. You leave me a comment. Should I, should I, should I, uh, uh, let, should I do this on a regular schedule? Should I be clearly labeling monologue slash toolbox versus conversations? Uh, do you not care about the toolbox stuff? Do you not care about conversations? Um, you know, all that stuff's good feedback. So uh, I appreciate you coming along on this journey with me. We're going to keep it rolling and we'll see you next time.